Section 16 of The Shipwreck by William Falconer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Phil Schempf. Canto Third, Part Five. But now Athenian mountains they descry, and o'er the surge Colonna frowns on high, where marble columns, long by time defaced, moss covered on the lofty cape are placed there reared by fair devotion to sustain in elder times tritonia's sacred fane the circling beach in murderous form appears decisive goal of all their hopes and fears the seamen now in wild amazement see the scene of ruin rise beneath the lee swift from their minds elapsed all dangers past as dumb with terror they behold the last and now while winged with ruin from on high through the rent cloud the ragged lightnings fly a flash quick glancing on the nerves of light struck the pale helmsman with eternal night rodman who heard a piteous groan behind touched with compassion gazed upon the blind and while around his sad companions crowd he guides the unhappy victim to the shroud hide thee aloft my gallant friend he cries thy only succour on the mast relies the helm bereft of half its vital force now scarce subdued the wild unbridled course quick to the abandoned wheel arian came the ship's tempestuous sallies to reclaim the vessel while the dread event draws nigh seems more impatient o'er the waves to fly fate spurs her on thus issuing from afar advances to the sun some blazing star and as it feels the attraction's kindling force springs onward with accelerated course the moment fraught with fate approaches fast while thronging sailors climb each quivering mast the ship no longer now must stem the land and hard a starboard is the last command while every suppliant voice to heaven applies the prow swift wheeling to the westward flies twelve sailors on the foremast who depend high on the platform of the top ascend fatal retreat for while the plunging prow emerges headlong in the wave below down pressed by watery weight the bowsprit bends and from above the stem deep crashing rends beneath her bow the floating ruins lie the foremast totters unsustained on high and now the ship forelifted by the sea hurls the tall fabric backward o'er her lee while in the general wreck the faithful stay drags the main topmast by the cap away flung from the mast the seamen strive in vain through hostile floods their vessel to regain weak hope alas they buffet long the wave and grasp at life though sinking in the grave till all exhausted and bereft of strength o'erpowered they yield to cruel fate at length the burying waters close around their head they sink forever numbered with the dead those who remain the weather shrouds embrace 
no longer mourn their lost companion's case transfixed with terror at the approaching doom self-pity in their breasts alone has room albert and rodman and polemon near with young arian on the mast appear even they amid the unspeakable distress in every look distracting thoughts confess in every vein the refulent blood congeals and every bosom mortal terror feels begirt with all the horror of the main they viewed the adjacent shore but viewed in vain such torments in the drear abodes of hell where sad despair laments with a rueful yell such torments agonize the damned breast while fancy views the mansions of the blest for heaven's sweet help their suppliant cries implore but heaven relentless deigns to help no more it comes the dire catastrophe draws near lashed furious on by destiny severe the ship hangs hovering on the verge of death hell yawns rocks rise and breakers roar beneath in vain alas the sacred shades of yore would arm the mind with philosophic lore in vain they'd teach us at the latest breath to smile serene amid the pangs of death even zeno's self an epictetus old this fell abyss had shuddered to behold had socrates for godlike virtue famed and wisest of the sons of man proclaimed beheld the scenes of frenzy and distress his soul had trembled to its last recess o oh, yet confirm my heart ye powers above this last tremendous shock of fate to prove the tottering frame of reason yet sustain nor let this total ruin whirl my brain in vain the cords and axes were prepared for every wave now smites the quivering yard high o'er the ship they throw a dreadful shade then on her burst in terrible cascade across the foundered deck o'erwhelming roar and foaming swelling bound upon the shore swift up the mountain billow now she flies her shattered top half buried in the skies borne o'er a latent reef the hull impends then thundering on the marble crags descends her ponderous bulk the dire concussion feels and o'er upheaving surges wounded reels again she plunges hark a second shock bilges the splitting vessel on the rock down on the veil of death with dismal cries the fated victims shuddering cast their eyes in wild despair while yet another stroke with strong convulsion rends the solid oak ah heaven behold her crashing ribs divide she loosens parts and spreads in ruin o'er the tide oh were it mine with sacred marrow's art to wake to sympathy the feeling heart like him the smooth and mournful verse to dress in all the pomp of exquisite distress then too severely taught by cruel fate to share in all the perils i relate then might i with unrivalled strains deplore the impervious horrors of a leeward shore 
as o'er the surf the bending mainmast hung still on the rigging thirty seamen clung some struggling on a broken crag were cast and there by oozy tangles grappled fast a while they bore the o'erwhelming billows rage unequal combat with their fate to wage till all benumbed and feeble they forego their slippery hold and sink to shades below some from the main yard-arm impetuous thrown on marble ridges die without a groan three with palemon on their skill depend and from the wreck on oars and rafts descend now on the mountain wave on high they ride then downward plunge beneath the involving tide till one who seems in agony to strive the whirling breakers heave on shore alive the rest a speedier end of anguish knew and pressed the stony beach a lifeless crew next o oh, unhappy chief the eternal doom of heaven decree thee to the briny tomb what scenes of misery torment thy view what painful struggles of thy dying crew thy perished hopes all buried in the flood or spread with courses red with human blood so pierced with anguish hoary priam gazed when troy imperial domes in ruin blazed while he severest sorrow doomed to feel expired beneath the victor's murdering steel thus with his helpless partners to the last sad refuge albert grasps the floating mast his soul could yet sustain this mortal blow but droops alas beneath superior woe for now strong nature's sympathetic chain tugs at his yearning heart with powerful strain his faithful wife forever doomed to mourn for him alas who never shall return to black adversity's approach exposed with want and hardships unforeseen and closed his lovely daughter left without a friend her innocence to succor and defend by youth and indigence set forth a prey to lawless guilt that flatters to betray while these reflections rack his feeling mind rodman who hung beside his grasp resigned and as the tumbling waves o'er him rolled his outstretched arms the master's legs enfold sad albert feels the disillusion near and strives in vain his fettered limbs to clear for death bids every clenching joint adhere all faint to heaven he throws his dying eyes and oh protect my wife and child he cries the gushing streams roll back the unfinished sound he gasps and sinks amid the vast profound five only left of all the shipwrecked throng yet ride the mass which shoreward drives along with these arian still his hold secures and all the assaults of hostile wave endures o'er the dire prospect as for life he strives he looks if poor palemon yet survives ah wherefore trusting to unequal art didst thou incautious from the wreck depart alas these rocks all human skill defy 
who strikes them once beyond relief must die and now sore wounded thou perhaps art tossed on these or in some oozy cavern lost thus thought arian anxious gazing round in vain his eyes no more polemon found the demons of destruction hover nigh and thick their mortal shafts commissioned fly when now a breaking surge with forceful sway two next arian furious tears away hurled on the crags behold they gasp they bleed and groaning cling upon the elusive weed another billow bursts in boundless roar arian sinks and memory views no more ah total night and horror here preside my stunned ear tingles to the whizzing tide it is the funeral knell and gliding near methinks the phantoms of the dead appear but lo emerging from the watery grave again they float incumbent on the wave again the dismal prospect opens round the wreck the shore the dying and the drowned and see enfeebled by repeated shocks those two who scramble on the adjacent rocks their faithless hold no longer can retain they sink o'erwhelmed and never rise again two with arian yet the mast upbore that now above the ridges reach the shore still trembling to descend they downward gaze with horror pale and torpid with amaze the floods recoil the ground appears below and life's faint embers now rekindling glow awhile they wait the exhausted waves retreat then climb slow up the beach with hands and feet o heaven delivered by whose sovereign hand still on destruction's brink they shuddering stand receive the languid incense they bestow that damp with death appears not yet to glow to thee each soul the warm oblation pays with trembling ardor of unequal praise in every heart dismay with wonder strives and hope the sickened spark of life revives her magic powers their exiled health restore till horror and despair are felt no more roused by the blustering tempest of the night a troop of grecians mount colonna's height when gazing down with horror on the flood full to their view the scene of ruin stood the surf with mangled bodies strewed around and those yet breathing on the sea-washed ground though lost to science and the nobler arts yet nature's lore informed their feeling hearts straight down the vale with hastening steps they hide the unhappy sufferers to assist and guide meanwhile those three escaped beneath explore the first adventurous youth who reached the shore panting with eyes averted from the day prone helpless on the tangly beach he lay it is polemon oh what tumults roll with hope and terror in arian's soul if yet unhurt he lives again to view his friend and this sole remnant of our crew with us to travel through this foreign zone and share the future good or ill unknown arian thus 
but ah sad doom of fate that bleeding memory sorrows to relate while yet afloat on some resisting rock his ribs were dashed and fractured with the shock heart-piercing sight those cheeks so late arrayed in beauty's bloom are pale with mortal shade distilling blood his lovely breast o'erspread and clogged the golden tresses of his head nor yet the lungs by this pernicious stroke were wounded or the vocal organs broke down from his neck with blazing gems arrayed thy image lovely anna hung portrayed the unconscious figure smiling all serene suspended in the golden chain was seen hadst thou soft maiden in this hour of woe beheld him writhing from the deadly blow what force of art what language could express thine agony thine exquisite distress but thou alas art doomed to weep in vain for him thine eyes shall never see again with dumb amazement pale arian gazed and cautiously the wounded youth upraised Palemon then with cruel pangs oppressed in faltering accents thus his friend addressed o oh, rescued from destruction late so nigh beneath whose fatal influence doomed i lie are we then exiled to this last retreat of life unhappy thus decreed to meet ah how unlike what yester morn enjoyed enchanting hopes forever now destroyed for wounded far beyond all healing power palemon dies and this his final hour by those fell breakers where in vain i strove at once cut off from fortune life and love far other scenes must soon present my sight that lie deep buried yet in tenfold night ah wretched father of a wretched son whom thy paternal prudence has undone how will remembrance of this blinded care bend down thy head with anguish and despair such dire effects from avarice arise that deaf to nature's voice and vainly wise with force severe endeavors to control the noblest passions that inspire the soul but o thou sacred power whose law connects the eternal chain of causes and effects let not thy chastening ministers of rage afflict with sharp remorse his feeble age and you arian who with these the last of all our crew survived the shipwreck past ah cease to mourn those friendly tears restrain nor give my dying moments keener pain since heaven may soon thy wandering steps restore when parted hence to england's distant shore shouldst thou the unwilling messenger of fate to him the tragic story first relate o oh, friendship's generous ardor then suppress nor hint the fatal cause of my distress nor let each horrid incident sustain the lengthened tale to aggravate his pain ah then remember well my last request for her who reigns for ever in my breast yet let him prove a father and a friend the helpless maid to succor and defend say 
I this suit implore with parting breath, so heaven befriend him at his hour of death. But, oh, to lovely Anna, shouldst thou tell what dire untimely end thy friend befell, draw o'er the dismal scene soft pity's veil, and lightly touch the lamentable tale. Say that my love, inviolably true, no change, no diminution ever knew. Lo, her bright image pendant on my neck is all Polemon rescued from the wreck. Take it and say, when panting in the wave, I struggled life, and this alone to save. My soul, that fluttering hastens to be free, Would yet a train of thoughts impart to thee, But strives in vain, the chilling ice of death Congeals my blood, and chokes the stream of breath. Resigned, she quits her comfortless abode, To course that long, unknown, eternal road. O sacred source of ever-living light, conduct the weary wanderer in her flight. Direct her onward to that peaceful shore, where peril, pain, and death are felt no more. When thou some tale of hapless love shall hear, that steals from pity's eye the melting tear, of two chaste hearts, by mutual passion joined, to absence, sorrow, and despair consigned, oh then to swell the tides of social woe that heal the afflicted bosom they o'erflow when memory dictates this sad shipwreck tell and what distress thy wretched friend befell then while in streams of soft compassion drowned the swains lament and maidens weep around while lisping children touched with infant fear with wonder gaze and drop the unconscious tear oh then this moral bid their souls retain all thoughts of happiness on earth are vain the last faint accents tremble on his tongue that now inactive to the palate clung his bosom heaves a mortal groan he dies and shades eternal sink upon his eyes as thus defaced in death Polemon lay, Arian gazed upon the lifeless clay. Transfixed he stood, with awful terror filled, while down his cheek the silent drops distilled. O oh, ill-starred votary of unspotted truth, untimely perished in the bloom of youth, should ere thy friend arrive on Albion's land, he will obey, though painful thy command his tongue the dreadful story shall display and all the horrors of this dismal day disastrous day what ruin hast thou bred what anguish to the living and the dead how hast thou left the widow all forlorn and ever doomed the orphan child to mourn through life's sad journey hopeless to complain can sacred justice these events ordain but o oh, my soul avoid that wondrous maze where reason lost in endless error strays as through this thorny vale of life we run great cause of all effects thy will be done now had the grecians on the beach arrived to aid the helpless few who yet survived while passing they behold the waves o'erspread with shattered rafts and courses of the dead. 
three still alive benumbed and faint they find in mournful silence on the rock reclined the generous natives moved with social pain the feeble strangers in their arms sustain with pitying sighs their hapless lot deplore and lead them trembling from the fatal shore end of section sixteen